Hello, hockey fans, and welcome back to the best show in junior hockey, the only podcast that gets the best interviews, the juicy scoops, and we've got two of them for you here today. The first one is going to be an interview with a fantastic coach from a fantastic team, a new team inside the USPHL, and stick around after that podcast, after the ad reads, for a second interview with Drake Barnish, the USPHL's all-time leading goal scorer from the Cincinnati Junior Cyclones. And when you say Cincinnati Junior Cyclones, only one man perhaps comes to mind. As is tradition, even though you know who's coming on next, we're going to be a little coy. And we'll first introduce a man who needs no introduction and yet receives one every show. A man who, at this stage in his career, is getting crazy suits bought for him, which means, of course, that he's made it. That man is Dan Kay. Dan, welcome to the podcast. Yes, Lucas. And uh, back in my swimming days, they called me the little koi. Um, and I used to used to go around and, and I could swim, swim as fast as the Dickens, as they say. Uh, no, I, I wish I was called little koi. I, I, I swim like a rock. But uh, other than that, what I do love to do is I love to talk about hockey. And each week we bring in guests from all around the world of, of hockey, as Lucas and I alluded to earlier. And this week, we've got kind of a storyline that has created a great chance for an interview today that you all get to listen to on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast, the most watched podcast, the most listened to podcast on video and audio in junior hockey. Pretty exciting here today. We talk about a new team, you know, a, a new organization in your inaugural season in the big rink playing next door to the big club. And a squad that has not only done it so right on the ice in their first season, but off the ice as well, in the broadcast booth, just everywhere that you could do it right. This team in Cincinnati has gotten it right. We go to the head coach of the newly minted Cincinnati Junior Cyclones, Mr. Jim Mitchell. Coach, what's going on? Welcome in. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Not much. Just. Uh... Just finishing my real job for the day before I head down to the rink for the youth team practices tonight. So, not a busy See, night yet. And that's what it's all about. That's like we talk about our real job, right? Like it, it's such a dream to get to work in the hockey world. And and coach, I know you're someone who, you know, it, it's close to the family. This game of hockey, right? You've been in yep. this thing as a parent, as a scout, as a as a GM, and as a coach. You, you've done it all, all facets of this game. You have been a part of. What was it that drove you behind the bench in Cincinnati this year? Well, I just think it was the opportunity to do something here in Cincinnati. <clears throat> you know, I, I I was working with Hudson, which was great. You know, Brett Wall and, and, and that organization, it was just a great organization to be a part of. Um, and then the opportunity to, you know, bring a team to Cincinnati and allow some of these kids that were moving away from home, living 10, 12 hours away from home to be able to play in a place where, you know, you get to play in a 15,000 seat arena, you're right next to the pro team. You have access to the pro team coaches. The pro team coaches are on the ice for us in practice. Um, it, it was just one of those things where it's too hard to pass up. Um, so I worked with uh, John Schwartz, who everybody knows owns the River Kings and the Chicago Cougars. And, and um, actually ended up buying one of his franchises and, and moving to here to Cincinnati. And he's been you know, a wealth of knowledge and, and a lot of help. And, and, you know, here we are, you, you know, four months into the season and, and 
sitting in a pretty good place and, and having some pretty good success. And we've had some, you know, we've had some lows and, and, um, but yeah, it's, it's just been, it's been a lot of fun and something that I've enjoyed so far. I feel like I learned something new about John Schwartz every day with all the treasure trove of USPHL knowledge I've got bouncing around this brain of mine. I, I actually didn't know that this kind of came from that John Schwartz grouping of, of squads here and, and you guys were able to get this thing done. That's, first of all, extremely exciting news. But that, that, that's crazy when you learn something new. Yeah, this was the Rochester Vipers. That's I bought that franchise and moved here. Very cool. And, and you look at it, Coach. I mean, you, you bring this team over here. You've obviously got you've, you've got some family in net, right? You guys have this opportunity. We got a chance to be on a call earlier this year in Detroit, and we saw Blake between the pipes. And, and this young man, I know it's it's always hard in hockey for us to talk about ourselves. It's even harder for us to talk about family, right? We always want to try to, uh, as as someone who had a, had a, a dad who coached me, I was always the I would run laps when he got me to practice late. Like that that was always the way it worked, right? And it's like. But you look in that, just how proud have you been this year of the performance from Blake? I know he's just been battling through and and fighting for you guys in net there in a tough Yeah, I mean, I watched him all last year in Hudson and and very thankful for the chance that that Hudson gave him last year to come in as kind of the third goalie, um, work with Ryan Davis, the goalie coach for the year, you know, understanding the situation that, you know, Blake probably wouldn't get any, any game time, but you know, it was important to us that he goes there and works with a goalie coach and, and we understood the process. Um, and, you know, this year coming in, I, I you know, I have three local goalies, uh, Jack Cooper, Abby Vitar, and Blake, and they, they've all played together before. And it, it was kind of, you know, you guys are going to compete every day. And, you know, f- unfortunately, Bl- Blake's been thrown into it because I had both Abby and Jack both had high ankle sprains for the first part of the season. So Blake got thrown into about 15 games right off the start. Um, but, you know, he's just battled and worked hard. He's the work, one of the hardest workers on the team. Um, it's hard being, you know, dad dad and coach because you're right. I, I tend to get on him a little bit harder and have higher expectations for him. But, you know, day in and day out, he's one of the first guys at the rink every day, one of the first guys on the ice. He's one of the first guys or last guys off the ice. He's working a full-time job as well um you know makes all the workouts he's just he's just competed and you know he's seen the success of his older brother Evan who is a freshman at Chatham University this year who also played in Hudson and you know that's what he wants so he's just put a lot of effort in this summer and you know it's 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 paying off he's had some he's had some tough games against uh Metro Jets and and Toledo um you know facing almost 60 shots but you know, he, he's done a, he's done a great job and he's remained positive. And I think those three goaltenders together have just been a good tandem because they know each other and, and they all support each other. And, you know, it's, it's been, it's been good. It's, it's been good to have him. I've enjoyed it. It's, it's, it kind of brings it all home for me to have my son playing for me. I absolutely love it. You look at this squad. I mean, when we get a chance to, to see the 200 plus organizations throughout the USPHL from youth through NCDC, you can always tell the special ones, the groups that are getting along well. And one of those groups has been yours everywhere we go. I mean, this is a team that gets along. This is a locker room that's clicking. When you put this roster together, it's hard enough putting together any roster in junior hockey, nonetheless, a brand new one, an inaugural season. 
what went into the process of putting this whole thing together? How did you guys build it from the ground up and how did you get to where you are today? So a lot of it's relationship building that, that I've done, you know, throughout my, throughout my life here. Um, you know, I grew up playing hockey in Detroit. I played uh, in the USHL, played at Ferris State. Um, so I've got a lot of, of networks. And, and, you know, there there were some people, key people that, you know, knew kids that were looking to play juniors, wanting to do something um, that they just kind of reached out to me. And it, it kind of just took off because I, I didn't even have one open tryout camp. I mean, I, I had 23 guys signed in May. Um, it just kind of fell into place where, you know, the kids that wanted to be here, they wanted to be here for all the right reasons. They wanted to be part of something new. They wanted to be a part of a program that, you know, the luster of playing at Heritage Bank Center helps quite a bit. But, you know, when we started bringing guys in and giving them tours of the facilities and things like that, it, it's kind of, it, it kind of helps when you have, at the time it was Matt Thomas, who is now, he was a Cyclones head coach uh, this past three years. And now he's the assistant coach in Providence in the AHL was there at the meetings and talking to the kids and Jason Payne, who's now the head coach of the Cyclones, you know, they're talking to the kids, interacting with the guys and then, you know, having Kristen Ropp, who is the GM and the, and the vice president of uh, operations at Heritage Bank Center, um, they're talking to the parents and saying, you know, the expectations for this team is this. And it kind of just it, it took a kind of a, a path of its own where the word started getting out is like, yeah, they're really doing this. And yeah, they're really playing at Heritage. And yeah, the Cyclones are building them a brand new locker room. And yeah, there's a weight room right off the locker room. And they're going to have access to the, to the Cyclones coaching staff. And it's just morphed into where we've got a bunch of guys that are here for the right reasons that get along. And we got a good mix of vets and a good mix of guys that are, this is our first year. And, you know, we've really kind of are trying to create that culture. We're not there yet, but we're, we're creating that culture of accountability. And it's, it's easy when you look across the hallway and there's the Cincinnati Cyclones pro team and those guys are working out with your guys and they're showing your guys stuff. And it just, it, it, it just went better than I expected. And I, every day I still pinch myself, like when's the bottom going to fall out of this thing? Cause you know, <laughs> we're, we're on a pretty good roll right now and, and I'm hoping that it just keeps going. So, yeah, that's, it's, that's kind of how it was built. Now being so closely affiliated, right. With the, with the, the guys above, does that create a different atmosphere? Cause obviously there, you know, there are a couple of teams, you have the, the Florida junior blades and the Florida division who have that relationship with the, the Everblades. Does having that relationship with the Cyclones playing in that, in that building and, and seeing those names, do you think that lends a different aura to playing for the junior Cyclones? Yeah. You know, and that's one of the things that we stress, you know, we don't, you're not representing the junior cyclones. You're rep representing the cyclones. We're representing that whole organization. You know, it, we had a, a mother's weekend, um, at the last homestand in the beginning of, of November and the moms and the sons, they went and sat in the suite with the cyclones. Um, and the cyclones guys that weren't dressed came over and got our guys and took them into the cyclones player suite and let the guys hang out with them. You know, there there's, there's, becoming this camaraderie between 
the pro guys and the junior guys, you know, because a lot of our games like this weekend we'll play before the Cyclones. The Cyclones are there. And it's funny because those guys are out cheering us on, you know, standing behind the bench, you know, cheering us on and and giving the guys support. And, and it creates this atmosphere of, you know, we're a part of something bigger than just, you know, a USPHL franchise. We're a part of an organization that has an ECHL program. It has a USPHL program. And then we have a youth program. So there's this whole system of what we're trying to create here that's being driven by, you know, that, that top level guys in the ECHL and by, you know, Jason, Jason Payne, the head coach who, you know, he jumps out on practice with us and, and, and does things like that for us. And Matt Thomas was doing it. It creates an expectation, I think, of, you know, we're not just here for the USPHL, but we're representing an organization and the guys are taking that pretty serious. And, and, you know, if you look when we, we, we travel on the road, it's, you know, the Cyclones logo is prevalent because that's the expectation that the Cyclones have. And that's what's driven to our guys and our guys are pretty proud of that. So, yeah, I do think that being a part of that Cyclones organization, it has a different aura for us and, and it's helping. That's incredible. As you said, it's not just the, right, the cultural aspect it brings. It, it boosts the guys up. It gives them that little reminder in the back of their head of, you know, potentially what they're playing for. And that that's, it's incredible. It's, it's one of the, the best things about organizations that have that, that backing. And I think one of the places that it obviously shows is, is on the ice. And one of the, one of my favorite questions that I love asking is about, you know, if, if a coach or a player or, or someone hasn't seen you guys yet, how would you describe the Cyclones team that's out there? I mean, the first season, always a little tough, right? Out of the yeah. gate, but we're, you know, 25 games into the season now, you know, you've, you've got some legs under you here. What's the, what's the mentality of this team? What is the the look of, of the Cincinnati junior Cyclones? So, so that, that's a, that's a great question. If you would ask me at the beginning of the season, it would be a totally different answer than now. Um, you know, at the beginning of the season, we had, you know, a good mix of, you know, we've got the Drake Barnishes, the Brendan Walks, the Joy Matavies, the Blake Mitchells, um, the Jake Lambs, the the JT Hosacks, all the guys that, you know, have played junior before, Jordan Winrods had played. So they kind of know what's going on. And then we had this mix of young kids from, you know, Northern Kentucky and Cleveland that have never played at, at a level like this. And I think people underestimate the level that the USPHL is and in the speed of the game and how good it is. And so for, I would say the first half of the season, it was, you know, when we didn't, we started off pretty tough. I think we played Toledo and played Metro and it was, it was kind of eye opening, right? It was, you know, the guys didn't really know what to expect. And, and, you know, that's where my leadership took over the Drake Barnishes, the Brendan walks and the Joey's and, and the Jordan Winrods. And, and they kind of helped the younger guys to, you know, where at the beginning of the season, it was me asking the guys for the intensity in practice. And, and now the guys are bringing the intensity every day and practices are different. Now it's more of, okay, let's really focus on the systems instead of let's figure out how to get the intensity, let's how to get it in. So if you look at our team now versus the beginning of the season, we're, we're a team that's figuring it out. We figured out, you know, I can't make this, toe drag at the blue line. I got to dump the puck and go get it. 
Um, I got to have two guys on it. So we've, we've changed the way we play. We're a hard nosed teams. We're going to play gritty. We, we've got some good skill uh, on our, you know, our top lines, but where we're starting to beat teams is our depth. Our depth guys are starting to come in and figure it out and, and, and contribute. And that's where, if you look at the perennial teams, like the metros and, and the Hudson's and the Wisconsin Rapids, um, they have depth and, and that's where we're getting now. So, you know, our goal is, is by the time playoffs roll around, we've got four lines that are just rolling and, and, and we have that and we have that depth and, and that's where we're at now. We're, we're getting that depth. We're getting the, the simple plays, the, 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 the things that make the difference. Whereas at the beginning of the season, we were still trying to figure it out. So yeah, we've come a long way and, and I'm pretty happy with where we're at right now in, in the development of this team. And a, a huge part of that I got to imagine is, is this recruitment game, right? It's a constant cycle. It is. Yes. We, when we first started this podcast, we started it in the quote unquote off season and every single coach we asked says, Oh, what off season, right there, there, <laughs> there never is one. Um, talk about recruiting in, in Cincinnati, right? It's not, um, it, it's an area that obviously you have the great lakes division. You've got some powerhouses there, the competition from the Minnesota, Wisconsin, the Midwest teams, but what's that recruitment profile like? So you know, for me, it's all about how you treat the guys, right? I think that's your best recruiting tool or your recruiting tool. Um, you know, it's 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 a lot easier when you can walk into a 15,000 square uh, seat building and have a brand new locker room built for you to sell your program. But what also helps us, you know, sell our program is, you know, the, the amount of resources that I have at my disposal with the Cyclones. You know, for example, you know, a Drake Varnish is being talked to now by Utica because Matt Thomas is friends with Gary Heenan, the head coach at Utica. And now Drake is being talked to by Utica because Matt went to, went to Gary and said, hey, I think you need to look at this guy. Now Drake's being talked to by them. So, you know, those are the type of things that help the recruiting um, and, and we sell that, right. That's, that's what we sell. It's, you know, what we got to work out down in heritage tonight and, and, you know, Jason Payne, the head coach of the Cincinnati Cyclones, he's, he runs the, he runs the workout while I'm on the ice with you team. And, you know, that's a pretty good selling tool when it's not just my voice every day, it's, it's other people's voices. And, and now we're starting to see success off the ice where we got guys being talked to by colleges. And when we start getting guys committed, it's going to even sell that, that recruiting tool. But to me, it's, you know, do we travel in, in the nice buses? You know, that was important to me. Do Are we staying in nice hotels? That was important to me. Are we feeding the guys good on the road? That was important to me. So those are the type of things that we focused on off the ice because we know that if you build that off ice kind of, you know, expectation for the guys and what they expect, the on ice is going to be there. And that's where I started with was let's build the off ice first. So how we're going to treat the guys and get the guys in here. So that's what I've focused on. And I think, you know, we've, we've done a pretty good job and, and the guys get treated pretty well. And, and they, you know, we, we stay at nice hotels and we got the nice buses and, you know, we try to take care of the guys off the ice. We have a full-time equipment manager. We have a full-time trainer as well as these cyclone staff that we have access to. So the guys get treated pretty good. And, and I think that's what sells our program more than anything right now. 
Coach, I, I couldn't let you get away without digging into Drake Barnish just a little bit more. This has been a young man we've gotten a chance to watch over the last few years in the USPHL. The all-time leading goal scorer in USPHL Premier history. He sits this season as we speak today. A very balanced scorer. 33 goals and 33 assists. At this point, I think he's just messing with us. And every time <laughs> he pops one home, he's just got to make a pass. And he's just deferring for the net. For the net. This guy, I mean, you want to talk about a guy who's not just stellar, but a stellar interviewee, uh, a smart kid, a heady kid, and just a good person all around. Like every time we get a chance to see Drake Barnish, it's just, it's one of those guys you just, you root for, right? You, you yeah. want this young man to do well. Talk about coaching Drake Barnish. Gary Heenan's had some success with a, with a, two men from Hampton Roads who were scoring leaders in the USPHL and the Monk man, John Monkovich and, and Mr. Brandon Osmondson. I, I mean, those, those guys have done pretty well over there. Um, but can you talk about Drake Barnish, just kind of the experience coaching him, getting to know this young man and just working with him over the years? Yeah. You know, Drake's kind of a, a special one for me. I, I've known Drake since he's been, 13 years old. He played for me um, when I coached the U15, U16 teams here in Cincinnati. Um, he came in from Columbus and played with me. And, um, you know, I've gotten to know Drake on a different level than most people. Um, Drake's one of those kids that's matured a lot over the, over his time. You know, he's very dedicated and, and, and focused on playing the game. Um you know, Drake, Drake is a guy that he loves to score and, and he can score at will. <laughs> and and you, you hate to say that about players, but I mean, he, when he wants to score, he scores, you know, Drake, he's the first guy at the rink every day. He's our captain for a reason. He, he, he leads the guys in the locker room. He, he's not a guy that says a lot, but he leads by example, whether it's in the weight room or if it's on ice and practice, he holds himself accountable to the highest standards and he holds the guys around him accountable. And, and, and that's the culture that we're building. And, you know, having Drake and then, you know, you, you even add in the Brendan walk and the Joey McTavies and, and, and the Jordan Winrods, those four as a leadership group have come together and they're, they're setting the standard for the guys, the following. And, and, you know, Drake's success, you know, falls in the guys around him and, and the guys around him, you know, support them. They, they, they know, you know, Drake's important to the team and, and, you know, but they also know that Drake is the first one that'll stick up for one of his teammates. Drake will be the first guy there to, to, to help one of his teammates out. And, and Drake's just, Drake's a special player. And, you know, the amount of colleges that are, that are reaching out to me right now is amazing. And there there's colleges that are trying to get this kid to come in at Christmas. Yeah. Um, the, the play they they want him to come in at Christmas and, and you know that just shows you know that's the type of player that Drake is and, and and you know when I started Cincinnati I never thought that Drake would be a guy that reached out to me but when the team was announced Drake was the first guy that reached out to me and said I want to come to Cincinnati and, and you know I was a little bit shocked because you know the joke in my household is if, if if my son Evan was still playing here he would be playing in Hudson and not in Cincinnati. <laughs> But so I was a little bit shocked when Drake called me and, you know, it was, it was, it just, it solidified the fact that Drake and I have had a long relationship. I'm, I know his family, 
his parents are are, are just fantastic, uh, Ted and Karen, and you know they support me as much as I support Drake, and and it's just a really special relationship, and and Drake's just one of those guys that I I'm excited for his future because it's it's going to be a great future for him. He, he's one of those guys that should be playing tier two. He should be playing in in you the NCDC or the North American league. No question. Um, yep. He's just never gotten that opportunity. And, and now he's getting looked at by some pretty, pretty big division three college programs. And I'm pretty excited for him. And, and, you know, he, he sets the pace him and him and Brendan walk and, and Joey, the, those guys set the pace every day. And, and I'm just blessed to have them on my team. It's an amazing game too, right? Like we never, the amount of folks that you can watch on a day in and day out basis and just say, I mean, how is this guy not in X location, right? How has he right. not gotten this chance yet? And sometimes the walls are just there because you never got to look at the right time. It wasn't the right moment or just this game can kind of get stuck in its ways sometimes. But Drake, I mean, you look at the squad around him, you look at, you talk about Brendan Walk. Like I wrote an article earlier this year about Brendan and Joey and, and Jordan Winrod. And you talk about the guys around someone like Drake Barnish and how would Drake Barnish comes to fruition? Obviously it's hard work and, and his absolutely ridiculous ability when he's on the ice with a puck on a stick, but around him, man, these guys are creators and this team you have put together is going to go through it in the month of December coach. I'm looking at this schedule right now for December you guys have two with Pittsburgh, a really tough team this year. Columbus before a back-to-back with Decatur on the road. Then you head to Chicago. You're going to have the Blue Locks, the Blades, who are tearing it up this year in Steel County, the Midwest Blackbirds, and a mullet squad to finish it off before a good, well-earned break. A month like this, a murderer's row month in December, things can really go up, things can really go down. How do you prepare the boys for a schedule this breathtaking? Well, the one the one game's changed, so we now play Hudson instead of Steel County. So oh, it didn't get easier. <laughs> yeah, it didn't get easier by no means. But uh, you know, we had this conversation because we practice in the morning, right? We practice at six o'clock in the morning, and, and um, we had that conversation this 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 morning. Is you know, we it can go either one of two ways. We can have a really good month of December and put ourselves in a really good good place or we can get really complacent and it's going to be the toughest month we've ever had because, you know, we're, we're going to go to, you know, we got Pittsburgh this weekend, which they're a tough, tough team. We, we played them, you know, two weeks ago and was, we had a pretty good weekend against them. And so they're out, they're out, you know, the, for a little bit of, you know, revenge to get us back because we, we beat them in their barn, beat them in overtime the second game. And then we go, you know, Decatur, Decatur's a tough team to play and, and you know, being on the road, but then you go to the showcase and then it's, you know, Midwest and then Hudson and then the Blue Ox and then the Mullets. And, you know, the, the Midwest West division is a different style of play than the Great Lakes. It's, 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 you know, to me, it's a, it's a more physical division. And that's something that we gotta, we gotta get, get our minds wrapped around that, you know, it's, it's probably some of the toughest competition besides Metro and Toledo that we're going to play this year. And we got, you know, we got four, four in, in three days and, and we've got to get ready for it. And that's where I'm relying on the Brendan walks and, and the Drake Barnishes and the Joy Matavies and the Blakes and, and, and the Jordan Winrods to, to be the leaders in the room that, you know, the set that that's that tone for us. And, 
you know, this week in practice, we, we were off all last week for Thanksgiving. It's been a great week of practice. The guys are they're dialed, dialed in, they're tuned in, and, and that's that goes back to the leadership. And, and, you know, now we're just preparing for, you know, Pittsburgh this weekend and then Columbus and Decatur and then the showcase. So, yeah, it's going to be a tough month, and, and we can either come out of this looking pretty good or we can put ourselves in a hole, and, you know, we're, we're looking to come out of it pretty good. Well, I can't wait. I can't wait to watch the Cincinnati club get after it. Coach, you got you got to go. You got to go practice. You got to go, coach. You got to get to your second real job. We got to get you out of here. So before we do that, though, we always go to our parting words to close out each show. Coach, for the for the folks at home watching around USPHL Nation, what do you want to close out with? What do you want them to know? Why should they come out and play for the Cincinnati Junior Cyclones? Well, you know, I, I think. You know, and I tell people this when I talk to them, it, it's the opportunity. It's the opportunity to be a, in, a, in an organization that's got a culture of excellence. Um, we are held to the same standards as the pro guys. Kristen, the GM of, of the Cyclones, and, and, you know, kind of that oversees us too. You know, we have the same expectations they do. Um, if you want to come to a place where you're going to get treated well, you're going to be in a great atmosphere, you get to play in a great barn, and we get to play some of the best competition you know, Cincinnati's the place. Every every organization out there, you know, offers something. I, I just feel that you know the the fact that we have the pro staff right there, right next to us, that, that gives us a, a a hand up on some teams because you know there's nothing like having a, a professional coach. You know, a guy that gets paid in the East Coast League and the AHL come out and. and and critique you in practice and, and say, Hey, you know, you do this this way, but why not do it this way? That makes a difference. And that's made a difference with our guys. You know, it's, you know, when Alex, Alex Mazira, the, the assistant coach for the Cyclones, he, he's a, he jumps out and works with our defensemen and, and, you know, the defense come back and they're like, Holy cow, we never thought about that. And then Jason Payne comes out and says something. It's like, Holy cow, we never thought about that. And then here's coach Mitchell going, I never thought about that. So, you know, I learn every day from those guys. And, and that I think is what's going to set our program apart is we're not a program where guys are just saying it. We're living it. We're involved with this, the Cyclones. They're involved with us from the, the coaches to their training staff, to their equipment guys, to our equipment guys, or our training staff, to our team doctor. <clears throat> Everybody's involved. And it just makes a really great atmosphere to be in. And, and, it, and it's a fun place to play. I mean, you get to play at Heritage Bank Arena, and we got a pretty good setup. So, you know, I, I, it's 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 a great place. I think anybody that wants to play in the USBHL should give us a serious look. Well, I will tell you what, Coach, it is incredible work you guys are doing in year one, sitting right now just two points out of third in the Great Lakes Division, dealing with those pesky Toledo Cherokee and Metro Jets. It has been fun to watch. It will continue to be. My parting words for this week, they always go along with our guest. And for this week, it's a quote from Lucas is probably tired of hearing me talk about Henry David Thoreau, but I like him. I'm very thorough, Lucas. Come on for Thoreau. Success usually comes to those who are too busy to be looking for it. That is a quote from Mr. Thoreau. And that I feel like goes along with what Coach Mitchell, what his crew in Cincinnati have been doing all year long since this thing went from a thought to a reality, this organization came into play. You look at great people behind the scenes like Dan Bradley, man, one of our favorites in the business. You look at Coach Mitchell, you look at the squad they've put together. 
the leadership in the locker room from a Brendan Walk, a Joey Matavi, a Drake Barnisher, leading goal scorer all time in the USPHL. These are people who are battling nose to the grindstone every single day to make a product better, to put themselves in the right position to succeed. And those wins will continue to come from Cincinnati. The boys are buzzing the Cyclones. Go check them out at USPHL.com and be sure to keep an eye out for your all-time leading goal scorer all time coming to a rink near you. Thank you to our partners, Elite Junior Profiles. That's EliteJRProfiles.com. Take your recruiting profile to the next level today. Go to EliteJRProfiles.com. You can sign up as your entire team or players and parents. You can sign up individually. It's like putting a NASCAR wrap on your car, man. Make it pop. Make it shiny. Make it good. You're a product. Let the folks around the hockey world know it, not just for your hockey player, for everyone in your home. Let them know the Dan K Show sent you. Remastered Sleep, fight snoring with just a sip. It's the water bottle of your dreams. It stopped Lucas from snoring. It can stop you. That's remasteredsleep.com. Dan K Show 10 at checkout for 10% off. The USPHL to the moon, usphl.com, to find out more about the best league in all of junior hockey, your pathway to college hockey, the National Collegiate Development Conference, Tier 2 hockey at its finest, the most NHL draft picks of anyone in Tier 2 hockey in the U.S. last year. That's a W for those guys and the Selly Salt. Take your next dinner to the next level. Hockey mom approved. Selly Salt. Sprinkle it on whatever you're eating next. Go to SellySalt.com today to find out more about them. When Dan Kay's on the mic, it's always Hockey Night. Be sure to vote in the Holiday Follow Challenge with hashtag Holiday Follow Challenge. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok at the underscore Dan Kay Show. Most votes for an organization. Guess what? You get a trip from Dan Kay and Lucas Jones to your rink for free. We cover all the costs. It's a fun time. We'll see you there. What's going on, hockey fans? Dan Kay here with one of our favorite guests of all time. We always talk about the Mount Rushmore of USPHL hockey players. Well, you couldn't make it. You couldn't chisel the stone without the work, the effort, and the career of Drake Barnish. Drake, you join us here today as the all-time leading goal scorer in the history of the USPHL. You pass Josef Martancic. You take over the helm. I got to imagine when you put that last one in the net – Big question is this. Some guys don't know that they're going for the record. Some guys, it, it sneaks up on them. Did you know when it happened? Were you able to celebrate it in a moment? Uh, yeah, I, I knew exactly when it happened. It was last weekend against Pittsburgh. Um, uh, coach looks at me and goes, that was the, the breaker, the tiebreaker. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. Now, you're, we've been following you for a long time, Drake. We've been watching you lead teams. play. You, you play such a leadership role, and you're a lead-by-example guy. You're not, you're not a showmanship guy. You're not out here showy. It's not an, an all-is-me game. So talk to me about kind of your prowess. If I'm a college hockey scout watching right now, I'm looking at Drake Barnish, and I'm trying to figure out what my roster is going to look like next year. What am I getting when I bring Drake Barnish into my locker room? Uh, Hard worker, simple hockey player, pucks deep, um, just foot's always on the gas, never stop, just keep going. Now, you come here to Cincinnati, right? You're playing in the big building with the Cyclones. You're, you're battling with a squad right now that's in its first year. What was it about the opportunity to be here for the start of something, to be here for the beginning that sold you on coming to play for Coach Mitchell in the Cincinnati Junior Cyclones? Well, Coach Mitchell's been a big role in my youth hockey career and junior career. Um, he's always had my back. He's always been there for me. So I wanted to come here and help him start something big, start something new for him and for the city of Cincinnati. Now, you have the all-time goal-scoring record. 
This is something we got to talk to Coach Mitchell about as well. You could get the all-time games played record, but you're in a battle right now with Nick Cesarino with the Metro Jets. You're in a battle with Jordan Steer of the Wisconsin Rapids River Kings. It's a three-way bout between y'all. Whoever wins the national championship out of the three of you would guarantee the record. Does that stay on your mind at all? Is a games played record something you think about, or is it is it just kind of on the back burner? If it happens, it's great. If it happens, it's great. I'm not really worried about it. Um, it's here to play hockey and have fun. And now you've already gotten the all time goal scoring record. We talked about Jordan Steer. He's got the all time assist record, but the points record is now within reach. As we talk today. Even in scoring, very balanced. 29 goals, 29 assists. When he scores one, he decides to give one up to someone else as well. This guy is a team player. But we talk about that points record. I mean, how exciting must it be to not just have the opportunity to play the game of hockey the way you have at the level you do, but to have monuments like this in your career that you can kind of look back on one day and go, man, I really was stellar. I mean, it's pretty special. Um, it's definitely something I'll always remember. Um, putting up points, like it's just going every day, working, working with the guys. It's it's all of it's fun, you know. Um, it's pretty awesome. And we look at the Cyclones team. The boys can score the puck. This is a tough Great Lakes division. This style of play. Why should I be tuning in on hockey TV to watch the Cincinnati Junior Cyclones? Not just for yourself, but the Brendan Walks of the world, Mitchie in between the pipes playing in the net. Why should I be watching the boys right now? And why should I be scouting this team if I'm a college scout? Well, the boys, the boys are hot right now. Um, we're all starting to click. Everyone's starting to come together as a big group. Bring a lot of energy, lots of hitting, lots of speed. So it's lots of fun. Drake, your final goal by the end of this season. How do you consider it a win? Do you own every single record in the history of the USPHL? Is it a championship? Is it just a good time with the boys, college commitment? Or is it all of it? Every single one of those. And getting the Nationals this year. That's the goal. Absolutely love it. Drake Barnish, folks. This young man is the most stellar player on the planet right now. We talk about hashtag USPHL Nation. If you're not scouting Drake Barnish right now, you're not doing your job. Get out there, scouts. Put eyes on ice. The Cincinnati Junior Cyclones team coming to a rink near you. Drake Barnish, all-time goal scorer, soon to be all-time point getter.